It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow, the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Yes, here we go on a football Friday. Getting ready for all the playoff action. Polly Howard, Matt Humans, Mitch out sick. A lot to get into today. We'll talk to Ian Eagle. He's on the Patriots-Bills game Saturday night. Also, William Hill to go over props and his plays in the NFL playoffs, Paul Charchian, the fantasy guru, but very good with props. We'll get four prop selections from Paul Charchian, and we'll also talk to Adam Chernoff, and he has three plays coming up as well. We'll go through all the trends, all the props, all the numbers. Great stuff here. Uh, more props have been added. Win some, lose some. A special edition of Do You Concur? And a great reaction on the fast food French fries rankings as well. So we got a busy show coming up. We'll probably sneak in a good college basketball tidbit. How are you? Great lineup today for Football Friday, man. Fired up for a Super Wild Card Weekend. And, uh, yeah, I was kind of blown away at the reaction to the, the French fry debate yesterday. We have lots of stuff to get through there and some, some great questions. And do you concur? Yes. It's going to be entertaining today as well. Yes. Let's start with the early game tomorrow. We start the slate with the Raiders and the Bengals. They met. Late November, out here, Cincinnati closed a two-point favorite. As Matt said yesterday, even though it was a blowout, it was a bit of a misleading score. Mike Palm is correct. Zach Taylor was conservative in that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was 16-13 with five minutes left. There was a car turnover. The Raiders had another turnover late. Burrow hit Chase. Burrow hit Chase. You all right? Burrow hit Chase. And also... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mixon had a touchdown run to make it 32-13, and they won and covered. This opened six. It was down to five and a half, five, and you see a little uh, movement on the total as well, down to 48 at Bet Rivers because it's going to be so cold. It's been a wild season for the Raiders. It's been well documented. Uh, we mentioned that stretch yesterday as well where they had these seven uh, of eight games where they couldn't crack more than 17 points. They're 28th in rushing yards per game. And how much confidence do you have in Carr? I mean, it's his first playoff start. It's the third longest drought in NFL history. Now, I know it was the bad luck that they were they were a playoff team, but he got hurt late in the season mm-hmm. uh, when he had a fantastic year and was an MVP candidate. But you mentioned the turnovers and the two interceptions three of the last four games. That four of the had. last five four, games. Excuse yeah. me, four of the last five, right. Yeah, so first... where, where are you at with Carr? If you can go on the road and they can have success. Because, you know, Burrow's been on fire. And I think the Bengals are going to be able to score and move the ball against this Raiders defense. Yeah, it might sound a little bit strange to say Derek Carr is in his eighth year 
uh, this is his first playoff game. I've probably got more confidence in Joe Burrow as a second-year quarterback to play well in this playoff yeah. game than I do Derek Carr. And that's because Carr's been so shaky, I think, down the stretch. The first time he did not throw a pick in the last five games was against the Chargers in that Sunday night uh, finale. Uh, I think he's thrown five picks in the last five games and uh, a pick in four of those five games. So, you know, I, I think Derek Carr is going to play well, but a lot of it, a lot of it's going to depend on how Josh Jacobs gets a running game going too. And, Paul, one of the things that surprised me Sunday night when the Raiders put up 35 points and uh, mm-hmm. obviously uh, had to go to overtime to do that, but uh, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller did not have big games yes, uh, receiving. So maybe yeah. that's a positive. If, if you're the Raiders, you say, hey, uh, his timing was a little bit off with Darren Waller, first time back after uh, the star tight end missed five games. Hunter Renfro always puts up b- bigger numbers than that. Maybe you say, hey, this Raiders offense can be even more effective with uh, those guys being more productive against uh, Cincinnati. I think both these offenses are going to be able to move the ball, but I tend to agree with what you and uh, – Mike Palmer saying yesterday, and I know that uh, Adam Chernoff is on this as well, I think with two quarterbacks making their first playoff start and two coaches who are in the postseason for the first time, yeah, these teams are going to be really conservative in the first half because nobody wants to make that big mistake, right? So under 24, can you still find 24 and a half out there? I'm not sure if you can. Under 24 is what I mostly found mm-hmm. last time for the first half total. I, I don't think they'll be the Raiders will be able to run the ball. Uh, and you mentioned what happened, and that was a strange game that they scored that many points, and Waller and Renfro did nothing. Right. But they, they're also going against a horrific Charger run defense. Burrow had 150 yards in the first game. Carr had 200 yards, had the interception, as I mentioned. Mixon had two touchdowns and 120 yards, and Jacobs was held to 37 yards uh, in that game. The, the droughts are well documented. The Raiders haven't won a playoff game since 2002, and the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1990, and they've lost eight in a row. If they lose Saturday at home, which has happened plenty of times going back during this streak, it would be it would tie Detroit. The Lions have lost nine straight playoff games as well. So, I mean, this is, come on, if not now, when? I mean, the, but the Bengals have lost plenty of these games here, and that was Andy Dalton, and, and Burrow's been sensational. The last two games, 970 yards, Eight touchdowns, no interceptions. They said everybody uh, last week, but I, I don't think the Raiders will be able to run the ball. It's a banged up Waller. How close to 100 percent is he? Can they contain Renfro? Mm-hmm. And, and can can Carr make enough plays and beat him through the air? I don't think I don't know if he can. And then who? The, the Raiders are 26th in points allowed, and there are so you forget. About, I mean, Chase is the ultimate home run hitter. It's, yeah. it's Randy Moss. Just go deep. I'll find you. We have to worry about Boyd and Higgins and these other guys, and they can hand it off to Mixon. They have so many weapons. Yeah, what was strange about that first game is the the Bengals' receiving weapons really never went off in that game. We said Burrow passed for 148 yards. Yeah, I think it's going to be a different game this time, but I do agree with the slow start. I think the second half is where things are really going to pick up in uh, this game on Saturday afternoon in Cincinnati. You know, look, let's look at some of those props quickly because oh, excellent menu. With I, I hate to. Yeah take a square opinion about things like this, but I think you have to bet some of these receiving props over. When you're looking at Jamar Chase, especially the Raiders have definite coverage issues in the secondary. How many times did Mike Williams get open in the secondary against the Raiders on Sunday night? Jamar Chase's mm-hmm. receiving yards, the prop is 71 and a half. I have to play that over. Uh, Hunter Renfro, 54 and a half. Renfro's going to get the most targets from Derek Carr. Like Those you. are square opinions, mm-hmm. but I would still... If you're going to play those props, I would play Renfro over 54 and a half, Chase over 71 and a half, and those props are up at Bet Rivers. 
Well, Carr throw an interception. Yes, is minus one thirty. That's one of your best bets. Yeah, right? you you mentioned how many uh, interceptions he's had down the stretch. Uh, creative props. Mm-hmm. We'll go through all show, but every game. But these are good at Bet Rivers. Both teams to score in the first quarter. No minus one ninety. The Bengals score in every quarter. No minus two twenty. Take back plus one sixty. The Raiders score every quarter. Yes, three to one. Overtime, fourteen to one. Safety. 12 to 1. Uh, you have the running back props as well with Jacobs in the low 60s, Mixon in the mid 70s. And then, of course, as always, the first, last, and anytime touchdowns as well. Uh, you play, I mean, those are those are fun to look at, but this was Mixon's 5 and 5. Chase is 7 and 8. Could Burrow sneak one in? He's 20 for the first touchdown. And uh, Waller is 12 to 1. Uh, now plus eleven fifty for the first touchdown as well. But there's there's so many again. There's over two hundred and fifty different ways to bet these games. And I mean, I, I like this. This is like we, we see this in soccer bets too. They also have in every game first half a uh, 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 full time as well. Where like, will the Raiders win both halves plus two eighty? Will the Raiders have the lead at halftime but lose the game? That's mm-hmm. plus 550. I mean, there's so many great things up here. Team totals, as we know about as well. First score of the game. Well, field goal, Bengals plus 420. ton of great stuff like that. Yeah. Typically, uh, I like to bet on that. You know, those are entertainment props. Sometimes you play in the Super Bowl. I don't think uh, many sharp bettors uh, find value in those. But if you're going to play the first score, a lot of times I like to bet on a field goal in situations like this where you know the offenses mm-hmm. are going to be conservative. And uh, I think – you. I think sometimes those are uh, decent bets in terms of uh, props. You know, as far as the first scorer, the the first uh, touchdown, I, I rarely bet that prop. But I think if, if you're going to look at something like that, why not Joe Burrow at around 20 to 1 odds at a quarterback? See, I, you're not going to bet one of the favorites, are you? That's too many. Yeah, too you're going to bet 4 to 1, no. 5 to 1? No, I, no. I would uh, definitely take no. a look at a long shot if I were to bet a prop like yep. that. And even a high total, even though it's come down, a scoreless quarter is plus – uh, four dollars as well. I like the yeah. Bengals, but I've been wrong all year on the Raiders. I think the Bengals win and cover. Uh, and again, it's a it's a bad. I know they're in the playoffs and it's a great story, but it's a bad spot. I mean, you go overtime on a Sunday night, and now you're the early game Saturday, and the Bengals are coming off a game where they they sat people, so they've been well rested as well. So I, I think the uh, the Bengals win and move on to next week and end the 32 year drought and finally get a playoff win here. I just think Burrow is this the offense is too potent and they'll make enough plays. I found this interesting. William Hill uh, slash Caesars added these props, too. This is for all six games, all the playoff games. Will there be a safety this week? No is minus $2. Missed extra points is 2.5, and and successful two-point conversions is 1.5. There won't be two two two-point conversions in six games? I would probably bet that over. Over one and they a half. They do that every week, but those yeah, are, I'm glad they did that successful again. Yeah. two-point conversions. Mm-hmm. Good prop. William Hill does a good job putting up props. It, yes, excellent job, and I'm yeah. glad they continue to do this in the playoffs as well. Um, the the com, uh, completions, interceptions, touchdown passes, cars one and a half. I don't know if he'll get two touchdown passes. Longest completion, all that stuff is up as well. Um at Bet Rivers with all the different stuff you can bet in over 250 different ways on all these games. First hour of all the money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com.
Bet.com. We'll get to the Saturday night game, round three. Patriots and the Bills, what the line closed in the first two meetings. And it was a tale of three seasons, really, for the Patriots this year. We'll explain coming up. And up next, we'll also hear from a quarterback who, who mentions the point spread twice and says we don't have a chance. So let's go out and have some fun. We'll get to all that coming up. All the props. Ian Eagle, who's on the game. Adam Chernoff with picks. William Hill with picks. Paul Charchiel with props. We have you covered on a football Friday. Polly Howard, Matt Humans, Visa. Follow the money. The Sports Betting Network. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. <laughs> Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Round three, Saturday night. You know it's going to be cold. Bills are 4 and 44 the total. First two meetings on the Monday night game, the Bills closed a three-point favorite. They were a one-point dog in New England. They lost 14-10, to and they won 33-21 to in a game they didn't punt. Mack had two interceptions in that game. 
It's the top two scoring defenses in the league. Uh, it was a tale of three seasons, though, for the Patriots. They got up to that slow start. They got the beat up at home by the Saints. They lost that close game week one to Miami. They lost a close game Sunday night to Tampa in the rain. Lost in overtime to Dallas. And then, bam, the seven-game winning streak happened. And a lot of people thought they were the best team in the AFC and were a Super Bowl contender and certainly still could be with Belichick. And then they come limping in to the postseason, losers of three of four, that game off the bye Saturday in Indy. They were down 20 to nothing. They had a blocked punt return for a touchdown in that game. Allen was terrific in the road win. McKenzie played a big role in that game, and they couldn't slow down Allen, as I mentioned. And then, again, gashed on the ground last week in the loss in Miami. Belichick now 9-13 and all-time in Miami. So Bills come in on a four-game winning streak. Sanders is getting healthy. Uh, I know Allen has circulation issues, and there was a good comment from Bart Scott about what he should do to help that out as well. But the Patriots allowed 10 points per game during that seven-game winning streak. But it's been uh, I give Mitch credit. It's been a problem the whole season stopping the run. But is this something Buffalo is going to try to exploit, or are they going to be stubborn and continue to spread out and throw uh, and, they're, and they're not going to try to establish the run. And l- numerous teams have had success. I mean, uh, Taylor had a buck 80 against them in that win on that Saturday night game. And then the other thing is where you at with Mac Jones. I mean, he didn't play well down the stretch. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor ran all over the Buffalo Bills defense, too. Um, That's it, true, yeah. Here's the thing about the Patriots. I was talking about this with uh, JVT the week that the uh, Patriots went on the bye and before they went to Indianapolis. I hate the bye for hot teams. Yeah. Patriots have won seven in a row. They went went into the bye and then they came out a different team. They looked terrible, I thought, on that Saturday night game in Indianapolis. Even Belichick kind of lost his mind kicking a field goal. Uh, Fourth and goal from the eight, was it? it seven? Was like Twenty-one to six, and he kicks a field goal with under eight minutes to go. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh th- that was a atypical decision by Bill Belichick. Uh the Patriots I, I think might have peaked a little bit too soon. But Paul, I've been That's possible. I've been pro-Patriots since the summer. I bet them over eight and a half, over nine on the win total. I got them 35 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I bet them to win the AFC. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: if this is going to be their toughest game in uh, the AFC playoffs. If the if the Bills, if they can beat the Bills this week, the Patriots will be in the Super Bowl because uh, Bill Belichick knows how to defend uh, Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense. I, I think this is the toughest matchup for the Patriots. I really do. Wow. Because Josh Allen can get out and run the ball. Mm-hmm. You, you think about the Bills' offense. They don't have the typical running attack. They don't really have a, a workhorse running back who's going to carry the ball 20 times. But Josh Allen's dangerous because he can scramble. He can get outside the pocket and make plays. Patrick Mahomes can do the same thing. But I think Belichick has a really good grasp on how to defend the Chiefs, uh, as most teams have. Uh, for the majority of this season. Josh Allen's going to be, a lot's going to be on him to to beat the Patriots in this game. And uh, I I feel like it's uh, essentially a toss-up. I know some guys who've been pro-Patriots all year like Mm -hmm. me who like the Bills in this game. I took four and a half with the Pats. I thought the number was a little bit out of whack. I thought the number, number would be three or three and a half. So I took the Pats plus four and a half, the first bet I made this week. I still think it's going to be a close down to the wire type of game because the Patriots can run the ball on this Bills defense. There's no question. We saw it the first time. Well, they do it again, though. In the weather game. Why not? This, Why not? Well, you know what You know what the game plan's going to be? 
And and the other thing is you have a quarterback here who who hates the cold and and hasn't played well in the cold. And that could maybe be an issue for Jones, too, coming. He's going to be so damn cold on Saturday night. Uh, the th- Allen has a howitzer, so wind and cold's not going to bother him. Mm-hmm. But that was just such a bizarre game on the Monday night and the masterpiece from Belichick. You win the game, and you throw, uh, you throw the ball three times. Um, over two-and-a-half field goals is minus $2. Longest field goal, 46-and-a-half yards. Patriots score first and win three-to-one. Overtime is 13 to 1. And then with the receiving props, yards, Diggs is 65 and a half. Myers, 47 and a half. Henry, 31 and a half. Looking at some of the yards. Yeah, that's another great prop, too. Yeah, I mean, with I mentioned, too, with these, these field goals props that they have at Bet Rivers every game as well. What's Mac Jones' passing yards prop? Do we have that? 202 and a half. Yeah, I'd probably look under. I'd probably look under on that. I I think the Patriots are still going to have a similar game plan to what they had the first time. It's not going to be Mac Jones throwing the ball only three times, but he might only throw it 10 or 15 times. Uh, I still think the Patriots are going to try to slow this game down, control it on the ground, and uh, try to win it that way like they did the first time. I know a lot of people think the Bills dominated the rematch in Foxborough. Not really the case. I watched the replay of that game again last night. Yeah. Um, 33-21, Bills win the game. But there were a couple key plays. Everything kind of bounced uh, the Bills' way from the start in that game. Josh Allen threw what should have been a pick that Jackson was dropped. dropped it. They yeah. had a big fourth down conversion with right, Allen right. when they were driving. A yes. lot of things that really yep. kind of went the Bills' way. Yep. That's why I think this uh, – the third meeting between these teams is going to be the, a down-to-the-wire type of game. Yeah. Um, well, what if it's close, though? That And you do you think it's going to be close? The Bills lost every close game this year. Every game they yes. won was by 12 or more. They yeah. either blew the, the opponent out, and if it was close, they lost the game. Mm-hmm. It was historic. We read that tweet from Bill Barnwell. You go back, teams that have 11-plus wins since 1989, and they lost every game decided by seven or fewer. It's this year's Buffalo team and the 99 Rams. That's it. That's the list. There you go. <laughs> so I'm intrigued by this game, man, because uh, I've been so high on this Patriots team all season, but they are definitely not playing their best football uh, here in the mm-hmm. past month. It's been a little bit disappointing. They've lost three of the last four down the stretch. Mac Jones, six TDs, five interceptions during those uh, last four games. It's not the same team we saw during that seven-game win streak. And to be fair, you know, the Patriots during that seven-game win streak were not playing powerhouse opponents. That's fair. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's a good point. There were some bad teams in there. But yes, the Bills they, have also beat a lot of bad teams. Right, right. right. Yeah. And, and so. they had the win against Tennessee, and they blew them out. But Tennessee was without several key players in that game, too. The yeah. Sunday night game, well, we ju- they just played, uh, and it was a blowout. It was 36-3 to late in the game. 36-10, to the Chiefs won. I know you like this. Uh, here's Ben Roethlisberger talking about the point spread, and let's go out and have fun. No one's given us a chance on Sunday night. We haven't discussed it, but I think, um, you know, I would assume as a group you understand that, you know, we probably aren't supposed to be here. We're probably not a very good football team. We're the, out of 14 teams I think are in, we're probably number 14. Um, we're double-digit underdog in the playoffs. So let's just go play and have fun and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we're probably 20-point underdogs, and we're going to the number one, te- the number one team that's – I know they're not the number one team, but they're the number one team that's won the AFC the last two years. Um, arguably the best team in football, um, we don't have a chance. So let's just go in and play and have fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> the point spread went up while the press it's conference was now. going on. Sure, 
Sure, and double it, digit yeah. underdogs. And now all of a sudden we're twenty point yeah. underdogs. Yeah, it, it was it was a terrible performance in the first game. Yeah, uh, Chiefs were laying 10, 36 to ten. The win, no Kelsey in that game, and now uh, it's twelve and a half and forty six. And a great story here, but this is, I mean, will they get anything going on the ground? Will the KC defense respond after the the tough performance the last couple of weeks? And can Ben do anything through the year? I mean, everyone expects this to be a blowout. This is going to be interesting for a lot of betters because, uh, you know, if you're sharp with uh, the math and numbers, you don't tease 12.5-point favorites down. But it's going to be tempting for a lot of betters to tease sure. the Chiefs down to 6.5, tease Powers. the Buccaneers down to 2.5. Red Powers did I, it, yeah. I, I don't think in my life I've ever teased a 12.5-point favorite down, 13-point favorite down. I've never done that. Uh, but there are going to be a lot of people doing it this weekend. Would you take Big Ben's line? Would you take the 20 with the Steelers? <laughs> You're not sure? <laughs> I'd rather lay, I'd rather lay five and I'd rather tease tease the Chiefs down than <laughs> take the 20. I know. Tease the Chiefs down would, to six yeah. and a half? Right. Okay. Going against Mahomes in a big game is risky business. Uh, but that certainly the defense was playing so well down the stretch. And then you had the Chiefs, to, uh, excuse me, the uh, Bengals debacle and, and leaving – Going one-on-one with Chase, which right. was ridiculous. And then they did not play well against Drew Locke and the Broncos. They yeah, were lucky think, to win that game. So. I don't think all the KC defensive issues have been solved. Uh-huh. I don't know. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same-game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same-game parlays from different games to give even more ways to make your perfect combo. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com today. Explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Playable in Jersey as play Sugar House. Staggering numbers on the Eagles coming up. We'll get to the uh, other games in the, in the monster matchup between Dallas and San Francisco. All the props, all the trends. Up next, win-lose with some great videos and a wild night in hockey. Follow the money. Be Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Memphis did it again. 11 in a row. What a story with the Grizzlies and big favorites to win their division now. And, uh... They played well without Jaw. We've talked about that is something. What's going on in Memphis? Oregon four to one on the money line. Beat UCLA. What happened there? I'll tell you what happened. Uh, Oregon finally showed up. That's one thing. Dana yeah. Altman gets his teams to play their best in January, February, and March. You took nine. I took ten with uh, took the 10. Ducks okay. last night. Ten points with the Ducks against the Bruins, and uh, they went on a huge run at the end of the first half and beginning of the second half last night to kind of take control of that game. That was actually a great game last night if you, if you didn't get a chance to watch it. It's strange, though, right now because in the Pac-12, at Stanford, at UCLA, USC, you're watching these games, and yeah, no, right. no fans in the arenas mm-hmm. because of COVID restrictions in the Pac-12. NHL unders, 8-2-1 and one last night, and uh, plenty of upsets. Ottawa was plus 230. They beat Calgary, no problem, 4-1. to one. Buffalo was 3-1. to one. They got the job done. Columbus was plus 235. Shut out Carolina, 6-0. Uh, the Thunder from 10 down to 5.5. No Durant routed the Nets. We're off the big win against the Bulls. And how about this? Got this tidbit from a listener. The Nuggets uh, blew out Portland. For the first time in 17 games, they outscored their opponent in the second half. 
How can that be? I don't know. I mean, that I is the strangest thing I've ever. That is nuts. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com, our radio and podcast friends. This is a theme today about, you know, I don't need the humans. I'll, I'll, I'll make my own fun here. This dog video is great. The dog's out with the sled. Sure. Go up the hill. He has the sled in his mouth. I got it. Jumps on the sled. And I'll go down the hill, a piece of cake. How smart that dog is. I don't need anybody's help. I got this the whole way. It goes all the way down and rinse and repeat. Bring the, bring the sled back up the hill, carry it in his mouth, set it down, and away we go. That is awesome. Look at that big smile yes. on the dog, too. And we've showed this before, but this is from a different, I guess this is every day. This is every day. The dog goes to the market. And just again, he walks up and paws. Hey, I need a little bit, a couple of these. Wow. Move over. I need a couple of these. How smart is this dog? Well, he goes to the market every single day, and he picks out the stuff, and they put it in the basket for him. Oh, that dog does more grocery shopping than I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look often, at that. How often do you go to the grocery? I go about once a month for about five minutes. That's all it is. I go once a week. I get some turkey, oh, yeah. some yeah. soda. I get okay. there. Yeah, cheese, bagels, right? Look, he just goes from he goes from stand to stand. Oh, that's good. And he picks up the basket in his mouth, and then he walks <laughs> over to another section. Did he pay? He got, no, one a time he did. Yeah, oh, he's okay. got he's got the money like in his in that little uh, animal support vest he's got going on. <laughs> he's got money on him too. He's got the cash. That's awesome. <laughs> right, now shut it down if he's got a credit card on. Shut it down. There's a, look at the puppy here. How good is this video where the puppy comes in? The bull's bigger than the little fella. And he walks over. Okay. Make my way over here. Yeah. Set it down. And I'm ready to feed me. Let's go. Fill the sucker up. Stands next to it. And he looks up. I'm ready now. Your, your turn, human. <laughs> look at that. The little guy. Ah, that's great. That's awesome. I, 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 I guess... Some people might put this under lose some. I'll put it under win some. Cauley was fired yesterday. But, yeah. they, but they owe him $22 million over the next three years. Hey, that's, that's a pretty good deal for uh, David Coley to get fired and get paid that much for not working. Weird situation. I mean, no-win situation with the Watson deal. Uh, he didn't have a in. chance. He didn't no, have a chance. Didn't. And, in fact, you know, I don't think he was a very sharp head coach. He made some really bad game management decisions. He's kind of a dinosaur when it comes to his, his in-game decisions. But the team did yeah. play hard for him down the stretch. They you did. Got it. The Texans did play hard, and they were competitive. It's not like he did a horrendous job. Uh, you can't cry for David Coley because he's going to get a lot of oh. money out the door. That Texans organization is a complete mess right now. One lose some. Well, call not, as bad, not as bad as the Giants are, though. No, no, no doubt. Colorado plays tonight. The Avalanche in action. They opened a 550 favorite against Arizona. Jeez. Here we go again in hockey with these 550 $6 lines already. And to update you on these great streaks with the Avalanche, 25 and 2 overrun in the third period, 19 and 4 run, goal in the first 10, 19 and 5 first period overrun. That's on the line tonight with Colorado. They can name their score against Arizona. And a tough one last night. I was watching the game. Penguins lose. So they're now uh the what they won eleven to twelve and then they got routed in Los Angeles last night. But they led one nothing late in the first period. That 10-0-1 first period run. It was a dollar forty on the money line last night. They led one nothing. They put the stats up. Goal differential. It's now what five goals they've allowed in their last twenty-two first periods. Sloppy turnover in their own end, and Kopitar uh, sniped one. So uh, you got the push there if you want with the money line. But uh, that was one lose some if you laid the half a goal plus a dollar fifty there uh, with the Penguins. There we go. Uh, win some, lose some. Where'd I put it? 
You don't matter. I might have too many notes. It could be a problem. Uh, You've only got about 35 yeah. sheets of paper in front <laughs> of you there. Win some, lose some, presented by BetRivers, your hometown book. Log in each Friday. Get a 20% <laughs> profit boost on the NHL. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Great response yesterday. A lot of people making the case for the five guys French fries. Shame Cajun. on me. I haven't been to five guys either. That's an, the there's five, not, It's hard to find in Las Vegas, too. The five guys Cajun fries. That's he said what, Cajun, yeah, too. That's what that's everybody, right. uh, everybody uh, who responded about five guys said the Cajun fries, which I've had them. They're pretty good. Uh, it, they didn't quite crack my uh, top five. Right. It's here, It's almost unanimous, other than the guys behind the glass. No one's a fan of the Wendy's fries. Mo- everyone almost agreed with you on that one. We have multiple uh, tweets and emails from uh, viewers, listeners, who uh, who hate the Wendy's fries. Tom Manusian from uh, Denver, who's watching us right now on Nesson, says... Uh, he has a marketing background. He can't believe that a company like Wendy's would spend so much money to pr- promote French fries that they weren't prepared to deliver at the counter. He said, uh, this is the best line, uh, Dave Thomas probably turning over in his grave right now. Those yep. Wendy's fries are horrendous. Yep. And uh, I don't know where they came up, came up with that line that almost two out of three people prefer Wendy's fries over McDonald's. Uh, one guy said, get the There's in no and out. Lie. Huh? I'm sorry. One guy said, get the in and out fries well done. Every, almost That's all right. fries you have to get wow. well done. Yeah. Dan, but, uh, e- yeah. Dan sent an email, uh, ftm at vcin.com. Guthrie's was a chicken shack that started in Alabama and opened a franchise in Athens in 1984. Its main menu was chicken fingers, fries, toast, secret sauce by college students at the time to cure a Sunday morning hangover. The drive-thru was uh, an hour wait, especially on game days as well. As far as I know, it was the first restaurant to ever feature chicken wings as the main menu item. Most of the employees were students at uh, Georgia and the former employees of the Athens Guthrie's include the founders of Zaxby's and Raising Cane's. Mm. And they made their owners millionaires now. Just goes to show you a great idea is only half the battle in making a business fly. Very good from Dan. Another one. Jack O'Brien, Lafayette, Indiana. If you ever need a good attorney, you're in trouble. Trumped up bunco charge. Go see Jack O'Brien. I was watching TV with a friend. How about this? I was watching TV with a friend of mine, Margaret Wilson. Since I'm a sports better, she mentioned that one of her students from Sheridan High School was Matt Humans. When she had Matt in class, he wrote all his papers on sports. She tried to steer him in other directions unsuccessfully. She told me she was so happy that he made a success for himself in the love of his life, sports. How about that? How about that email? I remember Margaret Wilson. How about that? Great teacher. You did all your papers on sports? Oh, all of them, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I had a speech class in uh, college. I, I think I did something on the DH. Get rid of it off the bat. And then my, my college roommate did something on the JFK assassination yeah. about how Oswald didn't act alone. This guy was like throwing stuff at him, saying, this is ridiculous. And he went out and got in a confrontation with him when his speech was over about how he was wrong and all right. your, it was. It got heated. I go, let it hear the guy out. It was a good presentation. That's a controversial topic. Yes, it is. Good job. Jack O'Brien. Humans in high school. Jack O'Brien. Very good. West Lafayette. That's Purdue territory. Yeah. I, so, um, how about this? So I wanted to mention this one quickly. This looks good. I showed this to you before uh, we went on the air tonight. Runza in Nebraska. Novak sent this to us. I never heard of it. Looks delicious. It's like a. Uh, it's almost like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich with uh, crinkle cut fries at Runza. I've never heard of this franchise, but it looks damn good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I concur on that one. You've Absolutely. never had Portillo's or Runza. I know that's that's well. Portillo's is 
that Mike North story was great. He's got a yacht in Napa called the Top Dog, the guy who sold sold Portillo's for all that money. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, Bill says five minutes was not enough to talk about how awful the Wendy's fries still are. So we got Tom, we got Phil, we got all kinds of people agreeing yeah. that, and Mike Palm as well. Mike Palm said the Wendy's fries are terrible. Well, that was interesting. How he, he gets potato chips, he said, right? Yeah, he gets his own to, potato to, to put chips. The, to eat the, manage it and eat the fries. Stacked lays, I think he has, right? Potato yeah. chips, yeah. Oh, man. What a sad state of affairs. Can't be that bad, right? As I mentioned uh, a couple days ago, with close games like this, playoff time, you could see a boo-boo over the weekend. There's some bad special teams uh-huh. that'll be out there. We'll go through that. We'll get to the Sunday games. Does the weather benefit the Eagles? And if you're thinking about taking the points, some staggering numbers on Philly as well. We'll run through all the props all the trends, the great stuff from Point Spread Weekly. Do you concur? Great guests. Ian Eagle, Paul Charchian, Adam Chernoff, William Hill. Straight ahead. Football Friday. Follow the money. Polly Howard, Matt Human, Beeson Bay, the Sports Betting Network. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever 
you get your podcast. Okay, so I mentioned this, I think it was on Wednesday. Football Outsiders Special Teams Rankings. Patriots 18th, Bills 19th, Arizona 20th, Raiders 21st, Tennessee 22nd, 49ers 26th, Tampa 27th, Packers dead last. Close game, Something uh, there could be a boo-boo here, and someone screws this up. The Niners had issues. Uh, yeah, I mentioned the fake punt at Seattle House. They gave up a kickoff return to Minnesota, although a huge play that went unnoticed in that Sunday game. Mm. Robbie Gold had to punt from his end zone. Yeah. And got it off because if he shanks it, it's over. Shanahan didn't go. I think it was fourth and 17. They had all three timeouts. He goes, yep. nah, even though there's not a lot of time left, I'm going to punt because we're not going to pick it up. That was inside so, two minutes. Yeah. Gold yeah. nailed the punt. Yeah. But, uh, and, and we know about Tampa's issues and certainly the Packers too with Crosby. Kansas City has top five in special teams. Rams are good in special teams. So is Dallas. So that could be something to look at too. Well, Dallas these teams is a great close. special teams coach. Oh, he's, yes. He's awesome. Absolutely. Okay. The early, the early game, the early game Saturday. So By the way, have, the Cowboys, though, I want to say this, too, about the Cowboys and the Packers, when you look at them, I could easily envision one of those teams losing a playoff game because of the kicker. Greg DeLeg is very unreliable. Mason Crosby, very unreliable. Absolutely. They still said he hasn't recovered from the surgery, right. and it affects his rhythm still. I also heard a kicking expert say that Greg DeLeg is pulling his head up, pulling his okay. eyes up too soon. Uh, before his follow-through, and that's why he's hooking a lot of kicks. Uh, but the Cowboys have not figured that out all season. Couldn't you see Zerline or Crosby costing the Cowboys or Packers a playoff game? And now when you're handicapping these playoff games, too, all these teams, you you just rattled off the numbers. So, so many of these teams are poor in the special teams uh, area. It's just very difficult to predict how that's going to impact the game. It's it's well, an intangible that's very tough to handicap. And could a coach make a mistake yeah. uh, passing on a fourth and four and trying a 54-yard field goal and missing that's it? That's Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely yeah. it is. The early game Sunday with weather, 70% chance of rain, and we're seeing gusts up to 30 miles an hour for this game. Woo! And Tampa's number one in passing, and they're 26th in rushing, and, that's what the, and the Eagles have the number one rushing attack. So does that help the dog? Before you get to the window, though, and say, give me the Eagles – one and seven this year against teams with a winning record. The average loss was 12 points per game against playoff teams. zero and six straight up, and one and five ATS. And there you see what the field looks like with the tarp out. With that tweet as well. In the first meeting on the Thursday night, October 24th, mm-hmm. Tampa was laying seven. They had a comfortable lead, a couple Jalen Hurts touchdowns, and they went for two yep. and got it. And they lost by six. Tampa was also driving. In the, near the red zone, and they took a knee and ran the clock out. Safety's 12 to 1. First field goal, first score of the game, field goal, Tampa plus 360, Philly plus 420. 25th passing offense with the Eagles. Can they, you can't run on Tampa Bay. Uh, Sanders was limited in practice. You never want to count out Brady, and they're getting all these guys back on defense as well. That's a tough game, but certainly now, now the, the weather certainly throws a wrench into things. Although Brady, Brady's used to all this stuff, but this is, a, this is a big surprise with the wind. Yeah, the totals come down just a little bit uh, from around 48 to 46 or 46 and a half at most spots right now in Vegas. Uh, I think the weather and the wind should help the Eagles, if anything. Now, I'm not saying I would bet the Eagles mm-hmm. here. If I'm going to bet this game at all, I'm going to tease down the Bucks to uh, two, two and a half point. Uh, favorites, but I think the weather might be a little bit of an equalizer for the Eagles because they're not going to try to throw the ball much anyway. 
and uh, the Bucks do most of their yes. damage through the air. The one thing I'll say about Brady, for a guy who's 44, I agree with Bruce Arians. I really haven't seen any or very little decrease in arm strength from Tom Brady in the last uh, five or ten years. If you at age 44, I mean, nope. he's still getting it out there pretty good. Nope. nope. Philly to win both yeah. halves, 11-1. to one. Philly to score first and win 5-1 to one at Bet Rivers. Scoreless quarter plus 350. Longest touchdown, 42 and a half yards. Yeah. Longest field goal, 46 and a half yards. Eagles score in every quarter. Yes, 5-1. to one. <laughs> Both teams score in the first quarter. No, minus 225. Their team total, Philly, is 17 and a half. Yeah, with a game total of uh, 46 and a half. Great props there. Okay, the middle game Sunday. Dallas at home to San Francisco. You mentioned all the issues they've had straight up in ATS at home. San Francisco closed 7-2. and two. The one loss, one of the losses to Seattle, close game. They were driving late, key turnover. And then the loss against Tennessee, the game-winning field goal by Bullock. At the gun, San Francisco was in control, and then, but it all comes down to good Jimmy or bad Jimmy, as you said. They're seven and zero this year, and he doesn't throw an interception. Right. Also, Bosa leads the league in road sacks this year. Can they get heat on Dak and make him uncomfortable? It's a physical 49er team. It's a great rushing attack. Dallas forces turnovers. We've talked about all week. Number one in takeaways. Number one in interceptions. Could spell doom for Garoppolo. What a game! This is, this is a great matchup here. But it's it's easy to me. The handicap's easy. It's it's does Garoppolo turn the ball over? Well, he turned it over a couple times last week, and the Niners still overcame a 17-0 deficit against Rams and piled up 449 yep. total yards and 6.7 yards per play. He was great in the second half. I couldn't have been more impressed by the way the yep. Niners played last week. Not only that, their defense held the Rams to 265 yards and 4.1 yards per play. I think the Niners uh, are a hot team. They fit the profile of a team that can make a playoff run. Yeah, I do. I will say the. I don't know if the Niners are public dogs this week or not. Somebody called me yesterday. I know Mike Palm mentioned it, and a, a better called me and said, "Do you think the Niners have become too public?" You know, like we were talking about on the show. I said it's, it's hard to say because three or four of the sharpest betters I know were on the Niners early this week, at, but they were also catching uh, four or yeah. three and a half. And now with the number of three, I think the betting public's going to jump on the Cowboys. You're looking at saying, oh, wow, this is a cheap price on the Cowboys at home at minus three. I like the Niners here. I think uh, they do fit the profile of a team that's hot going into the postseason and um, should give the Cowboys all kinds of problems. Besides, I like to fade the Cowboys when they are off a big performance, and I like to fade the Cowboys yeah. when, when they're home favorites. So wow. we talked about it yesterday. Since 1997, the Cowboys in the playoffs are one and six against the spread as home favorites, right? Three and ten straight up in ATS. Uh, since they won their last Super Bowl 25 years mm-hmm. ago. Well, here's why it's hard for me, because you can throw on this 49er defense with these the, the bad corners they have, and sure. they, especially deep. I mean, I it, think they, this, they also lead the league in PIs. You think this would be the highest-scoring game of the weekend? That could be, it right? It could happen, so, yeah. Well, yeah but, but, so, so Dallas closed strong down the stretch where they won five of six, but look at the wins. And even Jerry called out Dak that we're in, he's in a slump and the offense was in a slump. And you have to throw out what happened Saturday. Philly didn't play anybody. No. But they beat the Saints and struggled. Hill kept turning the ball over. Then they beat Washington. Heineke threw a pick six. They kept turning the ball over. They beat the Giants. They, beat, they, they routed Washington again. They lost at home to Arizona. Dak struggled. And then the, the, the game Saturday, which was 51-26, to 26, and they didn't play anybody. So, In the month of December, the Cowboys have played – 
the NFC East, which is uh, more or less a joke because the Eagles didn't show up to play in Week 18, and the Cardinals, and they lost Mm -hmm. that home game to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who, by the way, are 1-4 and in their last five games, and the only win was at Dallas. I'm on the Niners here. And that was a comfortable win. I don't care if it's a public dog or not. Uh, I played the Niners. Okay, some some props. Halftime, full-time. San Francisco plus 220. San Francisco wins the first half. Dallas wins the game plus 575. Dallas and Dallas plus 110. Niners win both halves. You can bet that as well. Uh, They score first and win plus 270. Scoreless quarter, 5-1. Longest touchdown, 43.5 yards. Longest field goal, 46.5. Total field goals, made field goals, 3.5. Under minus 160. And Garoppolo is, I think last check, 249.5. The passing yards and over under 1.5 touchdown passes. And then who's he? I mean, that's the other thing. What's, have you ever seen a weapon like Samuel? No, I love, he, he can I throw love, the ball, he can run the ball, and he, and he has the Samuel. big catch and the, that leads to the game when he touches. That's the big reason the Niners have looked so much better. They've won four of the last five going into the playoffs. You got Debo Samuel and George Kittle healthy. And now uh, Jimmy G comes back last week, even though he's got the right thumb injury. I thought he played pretty well for the most part. So that offense with Debo and Kittle. Is dangerous. Yep. yep. This yeah. is the only game out of the six that isn't a rematch. The late game, as right. we mentioned, Steelers and Chiefs, they met December 26. Chiefs were 10, 136 to 10. And then the Monday night game, which we'll get to later, the Rams were laying three at home and they were getting three on the Monday night game. They lost 37 20 October 3rd. Cup was held to 64 yards in that game, yeah. lowest of the season. And they won in Arizona 30 to 23 in the middle of December. Ian Eagle, Paul Charchi in this hour. Big hour. I, huge. And Adam Chernoff and William Hill with picks as well. Up next, do you concur? An eclectic mix involved with some, uh, we'll get to everything. And do you concur? And all the props and all the trends still to come in the next hour. Follow the money. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Paulie Howard, Matt Humans. Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.